Welcome to the Breaking Health Podcast, a series of discussions with the most disruptive CEOs and leaders in digital health. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the OIS Podcast. This is Tom Salemi, your host, and I'm joined by absolutely no one. Steve Krupp is on vacation. Uh, not from the podcast necessarily, but from his day job as a CEO of the Silos Group. So in Steve's absence, we're going to play this interview with uh, perhaps one of the more disruptive, if not the most disruptive, CEOs in uh, healthcare, and he's disruptive in many different ways. Uh, we're talking, of course, about Jonathan Bush, the CEO of Athena Health. Jonathan was our guest at the Digital Healthcare Innovation Summit. Uh, he's interviewed by Brandon Hall of Cardinal Partners, who's the founding chairman of our Digital Healthcare Innovation Summit. And it was a very great conversation. The two uh, know each other extremely well. And uh, you could see the uh, the comfort in their exchanges and that the rapport that they had. So it was a, a fun 30 minutes. Uh, a few uh, cool items in there, like a music video that uh, Jonathan Bush had provided and that you can listen to on this podcast, or if you're so inclined, we also attach the video presentation or the video report of this interview. It's uh, attached to the Breaking Health email newsletter. If you're not receiving it, you should. Uh, go to healthogy.com, click the subscribe tab, and sign up for it. And uh, you'll not only get this podcast, but uh, videos uh, from our conferences, uh, interviews done at our conferences and outside of our conferences with uh, leaders in healthcare. Uh, it's a great little uh, little device to get uh, very thought-provoking um, pieces about digital health. So sign up at healthegy.com. That's spelled like the letter health, E-G-Y.com. Click subscribe, and you will be receiving uh, the Breaking Health newsletter. And uh, you won't miss a podcast. You won't miss an article. And you won't miss videos like the one we'll show this week uh, with Brandon Hull and Jonathan Bush. So without any further ado, uh, let me introduce uh, Brandon Hull, Jonathan Bush from the Digital Healthcare Innovation Summit. I was privileged enough to be involved with uh, the founding of the, of the conference uh, five years ago, and it's uh, gratifying to see uh, a full room and a great program. At that uh, first uh, Digital Health Innovation Summit five years ago, we featured panelists who were selected from other industries, transportation, manufacturing, uh, logistics, consumer services, and listened to their experiences and sort of the narrative of how other American industries automated and saw the steady march of productivity gains that those industries enjoyed from their investment in automation technology. And we asked ourselves the question, uh, what about healthcare? When are these productivity gains gonna, gonna show up here? So here we are, five years later, we've had the High Tech Act, the Affordable Care Act, countless demands imposed on caregivers with respect to disaster recovery, security, interoperability. Susan Denser said it was a $30 billion spend, and then Terry Edwards raised the bidding to 35 billion. I don't know what the number is, but it's a whole hell of a lot of money. We've achieved the goal of converting every American uh, doctor into uh, either is either on an EHR or planning to be on an EHR, but their uh, dissatisfaction and unhappiness is almost a meme, right, in, 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 uh, when you look at their reactions. 
the same time, there's no figure in the American healthcare system, in my view, and this has informed my investment philosophy from day one, uh, there's no figure more central to the delivery of care than the doctor as an individual, right? The doctor bills 11 or 12% of the national healthcare spend, but they refer 85% of it. So you control that doctor's spend and their behaviors and their decisions and, the, and their, their workflows, and you control the healthcare economy. Uh, unless you lapsed into a coma after the Robertson Stevens Healthcare Conference at the Pierre Hotel in 1995, Jonathan Bush needs probably no, uh, 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 no fulsome introduction. Uh, but as uh, his uh, first uh, institutional uh, term sheet, uh, investor and uh, longest serving director, I've had the privilege to have a ringside seat at the company's evolution. And I thought I would just tag up on a few fun facts about Athena that don't necessarily get filtered through the press. October 2015, the first month we hit a $1 billion annualized run rate. Right? Great success. Right? That's something, $5 billion market cap, the market like your earnings call last, last Friday. Um, uh, interestingly, uh, you know, Jonathan, well known as a, uh, uh, a cheerleader for major themes in the automation of American healthcare, as an exuberant zealot for uh, uh, improving caregiving in America through automation, obviously a pioneer in cloud-based services as applied to, health, as applied to healthcare. Uh, people give, I think, or don't notice, uh, given that sort of high profile of that enthusiasm, the fundamental elements of success that have contributed to Athena's growth. But one interesting metric that always blows my mind, Athena will have hired in 2015 1,000 new people in five locations around the country and two across the world. So operationally, it's a company that, that has, has really excelled. 69 million patient records in the Athena? 73. 73? Fun fact, National Health Service in the UK, 64 million. So there's that. Five and a half Kaisers. Five and a half Kaisers, that's a good one. So John has become the personification of the drive to create a cloud-based interoptive internet for healthcare. Uh, we're gonna chat this morning about the current state of play in automating the doc's workflow. But first, to see how it's going, we're gonna watch a video and then comment. Yeah, yeah, I'm out that paper. No more chasing med records. Writing so illegible that I'll be here for forever. Bought the new software, and though we use it here, I can't use it over there. Different systems everywhere. I used to chart on paper. All of my verbals recorded, mixed up with the ward clerk. Turned diluted to dilaudid, switched me to that EMR. Meaningless abuse. G, now catch me at the nurse's station, mashing that F2 key. Notes used to be our story. Narrative, but yo, replaced with copy paste. Now a bloated ransom note. Me, I'm at that bedside. Focus like a laser beam on the patient. Now, come on, I'm treating the computer screen. Eight dozen warnings, click check boxes, alarm fatigue, Vaseline conflicts with doxy. Nurses, they be burned out. We could use some OT. Tell by our risk guards that we most definitely. Support. 
this like I tear me be stuck in 1994 Innovation all around, but it ain't in healthcare Internet and apps for you, but we get ancient software Welcome to that EHR, go live and it don't stop Uncle Sam promoted it, but gone is the intra-op CMS, EMS, PMS, holla back For doctors it ain't fair, these vendors act like they all kinda whack Eight million stories, out there docs can't take it After this disaster, half of y'all won't make it How to train your dragon, hot mail isn't hot mail If some be saying it's epic, we saying it's epic fail Electronic silo, teams not talking Paperless they say, but whole trees we dropping Props to case management, long live the RT Long live the pharmacist, whole team definitely Not blind us to the reason why we care Patient's face reminds us Designs like Hippocrates The tap the app agilely Then magically the team works Let's bite the apple, Steve Caught up in the inbox Now you're insane Good docs gone mad The clinic's filled with them Nursing, they the heart of everything Data entry got them hurt and life starts when the shift ends Ten years of school, graduated to the OR Mommy busts a ripple, she deserves a better damn chart Autocorrect, turn enchantics into champion Patient needs to sleep with 30 clicks for an ambient Yo, it's Z-Dog MD. As healthcare professionals and as doctors, we know we need better technology to support what we do every day. So go to www.letdoctorsbedoctors.com and have your voice be heard. Big ups to Athena Health for being the only EHR vendor brave enough to admit that EHRs suck. Subscribe below, check out our other videos, and we out. that <laughs> so uh, I, and we obviously cut it short from the interest of it, it goes on like that uh, so I invite you to go take a look so we get the point the doctors hate e EMRs it makes them less productive and as we just saw grouchy uh, but the last time I looked uh, Athena Health is a company that sells well <laughs> EHR so <laughs> Help, help me reconcile yeah. your support of uh, the Let Doctors Be Doctors yeah. campaign and Z-Dog in particular. That's why I went to liberal arts school so I could use words like duality. Um, yeah, so I think what we have is not what we want as a society. We were so desperate for it that we called in our Uncle Samuel to make us all do it. And 
Uncle Samuel is a kindly fellow who means well, uh, but occasionally acts like a baby with an Uzi. You know, genuine feelings. But the reaction uh, of minor movements, the consequences of minor movements, uh, not, not, not in keeping with, with what the baby wanted. And certainly making everybody rush to an EHR. At the time, an EHR was a noun. It still is largely a noun. People buy systems that really only talk to themselves or with great effort, you know, you can pull in an extension cord and connect. Um, uh, the feature functionality set mandated from on high, this is what, there's literally in Washington, I guess this is an in crowd, so you know that there's a committee for the certification of HIT and you had to go to the committee and show them and they would say yes it is or it isn't an EHR uh, and everybody got to throw their ideas and so you had this sort of bad Mr. Potato Head as the only legal acceptable uh, EHR. Um, so the business model didn't catch up. So I, I think in, in, in everything in life, the first thing you have to do if you really want to live fully is stare vividly and unflinchingly for a very long time at the awkward reality of your current situation. Uh, and then you get to look you know, off to your right and see you know, a, a beautiful uh, world that you wish you were in, and then your, your, your full life is about managing the tension, you know, moving between. And I think both internally and externally, it has to be acknowledged what's wrong with what we have so that we can all engage creatively in the next act. Not, I, I, I'm not sorry for Obama, I'm not sorry, I mean, I'm not mad at him anymore, I'm not, I'm not it's okay why we're here, you know, it's okay that we're here, but let's really acknowledge it unflinchingly and then and, and in every ugly detail. And then we can get to work. It's kind of fun to, uh, you know, to start chipping it away, uh, chipping away. Because we look at everywhere else in our life and we're on a network, right? It's not a new idea that the network is the computer. I think it was like the third employee of Sun Computer Systems in 1984 who sort of first publicized at a, con at a con conference. These are called conferences. Um, that, that concept, and yet, you know, we're sort of Star Wars 1 here in healthcare where we're just rolling out, you know, the fully featured, uh, you know, enterprise software systems. Uh, so anyway, it's okay. The market doesn't work as well in healthcare for lots of well-meaning reasons, but what we want is the network, right? What we want is to be able to kind of, just as we stumble drunk to a cash machine in Prague and the cash machine figures it out and gives us our shekels and the exchange, and we're like, oh, $3, which is a freaking miracle. Uh, that it was only $3 for you to get that. We want that for healthcare, actually, as much as we do for cash and other things. Let me, like, wait, let me stop you. And Please. Put a, and put, Otherwise, and put it a, could go on. And put a pin. Oh, Jonah gave me 17 gallons of coffee, so put don't a, stop put me. A, put a pin in the network, because that's like the third question. The, the, the title of this conference is Digital Health. Um, yes. uh, you have, in the past, uh, used the fields painting. Can we have the fields painting up? As an illustration. The doctor, yeah. Yeah, doc, yeah the doctor. Um, as, as, a, uh, as, as an illustration of this relationship of letting a doctor be doctor. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a decidedly, <laughs> decidedly analog vision of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, before we diverge, divulge, uh, diverge into the sort of network concept, could you riff a little bit more on what yeah. on that holy grail? How, how is it how do you that reconcile I reconcile yeah, Z Dog right. with that guy? Right. So this guy to me is on the edge of his humanity. He is at the edge of his intellectual, emotional energy, uh, and is truly present there. 
He's not thinking about what, is this a level five you know, or a level four? <laughs> if I spend three more minutes like this, will I get, um, you know, you can see Big Pharma over on the left or, you know, there it's been tried. The bloodletting, you know, has already been tried, hasn't worked. So the guy has, you know, the wicking away of the things that we already know how to do has been done. Uh, and this moment, both the parents uh, and the doctor are, are, are at the edge of the human experience. And uh, what I believe that digital health represents, and I think of Athena as a sort of an early out-of-date digital health company, not a, I mean an old out-of-date digital health company, not a new age, you know, modern EMR company. Um, looking forward to be obsolete and sort of sinking into the muck uh, as a result of the people in this room. Uh, but that idea is the, the wicking away of the things that don't, don't require this level of presence is the job of the cloud. It is the job of the technology. Anything that can be automated, can be routinized, can be figured out in an analog form must be done must be done so that what's left for the doctor must be, and, and it's hard because I work for doctors, I want them to make more money every year, but I, I want to steal the dumbass work from them. Even though they, we all get paid for it, it's, it's slowly life sapping for them, um, and it, it turns them in just in an almost imperceptible way against society, against their social mission. Hospitals have this problem. They kind of want to make that outpatient surgery and inpatient surgery. Uh, so the idea is to get it done, get it done with the people who are ready to get it done first, and then we will actually return this moment. We will actually be the source of this moment uh, for patients and families and doctors, uh, not the thing in the way of this moment, which is our current role, I think. Yep. Well, so it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, it's interesting. I mean, the let doctor be doctors theme to me, you, you could have said the same about the automation of all these other American industries. You know, the FedEx guy's goal in life is to deliver the package. It's not searching for addresses. It's not sorting which package goes where. That, that's right. And, and one of the ironies of where we are at in digital health is the extent, I mean, is, the, is, our, is our failure against that test of um, is this really resulting in better outcomes? So, and it, I know that sounds like motherhood and apple pie, and we've been talking about it all morning, but just to tag up on, on those first principles, this is, this is the early days. Yeah. So on, on to uh, progress now against, against that goal. You mentioned the network earlier. Um, Athena's goal is to create a vision statement, is to create a healthcare backbone that lets healthcare operate as it should. What does, yes. that, mean? What does that mean? Well, we, want, we want the healthcare internet, right? So Bezos goes out and he gets a chunk of the internet and he makes it safe enough, reliable enough, connected enough to the offline world, right? Uh, so, so that the mainstream of us is happy to uh, get some of our basic stuff done there instead of going off downtown spending a half a day to get a, another pillow or whatever for the, I don't know what people get on Amazon, whatever that is. Um, we're trying to do the same thing. We're trying to get a chunk of the internet, make it safe enough, reliable enough, connected enough to the outline, offline world. We receive 12 million faxes a week from the IT systems of uh, our neighbors. Uh, thank you guys, you're probably not here, but, uh, uh, and, and we 30,000 pounds of paper EOBs, all these things slowly wicking them away so that there is a baseline, so that there is a access point for the people in this room, fundamentally, right? Not just the digital inventors, but the doctors who want to extend their scope of service beyond sort of banging it out in the exam room 
uh, each day, to really concentrate their knowledge against problem, uh, which is what, you know, what we're talking about, what the opportunity is. Healthcare with a healthcare internet can pivot in a fundamental way and be about problems, not geographies. Today, healthcare is fundamentally about geography. People say healthcare is local, right? Well, it doesn't have to be. All of radiology is digital, and yet there are those radiologists walking down the linoleum hallways of the hospital. Why are they there? I don't know. It's ridiculous. 75% of dermatology should be digital, would be better digital. 80% of cardiology. So the opportunity, cancer, you can't get enough people with a type 3 breast cancer in one place to have a decent study of the problem as a physician, right? If you want to be a type 3 breast cancer sub-sub-specialist, you need a catchment area of something like 500 square miles to see enough of these things. Yeah. So the opportunity, I think, is we just do the shit work. Get the, it's the billing, it's the referrals, it's the dances. You know, yes, Obama, I, I checked the race and ethnicity of all my people They're using the 13 census mandated categories. And, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. But then what's left is a baseline to come in and clip, clip on what the people in this room, hopefully, please, are, are working on. Yeah. I sometimes worry that that 30 or 35 billion, whatever the number is that we've spent, is mostly, mostly on compliance. And, Who cares? You know, I mean, yeah. what, was the, what did Keynes say? If you pay 100 guys to dig a hole and 100 other guys to fill it back in, at least you're getting the ball rolling, <laughs> yeah. right? Right, right. It really was a stimulus. Right, I mean, right. the pointlessness of it yep. was, was perfectly Keynesian. It didn't yep. have yep. to do anything useful. The fact that, for example, the government has never once received a single piece of meaningful use data. They don't have the right. systems. Right to receive the data. So we go to the website, and we have to go, literally there's a team of like a million people who go to the website, doctor by doctor by doctor, and each as the proxy of that doctor paddle through this attestation thing, and at the end say, you know, if you ask me for the data, I have to give it to you, otherwise I'll go to jail, click. It's like, the, remember the federal bill where the farmers, the milk farmers, the federal guy would come to the checkbook, cut a check, and then pump his milk into the ditch to, you know, that's a th I think we still do that. Yeah, yeah, with peanuts uh, and stuff. So this is just like yeah. that to me, and it's fine. It's, it's the clumsy. It, so, if we did such a bad job as venture capitalists, no offense, and, and, and Wall Street, and to, to let the industry suck so bad that the government come, had to come in and do a big, fat, dumb, sloppy thing to get it going, oh, well, shame on us. OK. <laughs> we, we know where you stand. I was going to ask you about meaningful use, good or bad. Never mind. We'll go do, that's a, yeah. for, for the after party. It's meaningful, but not back, for its use. Back to the. <laughs> So back to the backbone idea, there are other healthcare IT companies, not represented here as far as I know, who uh, instead of being the backbone also want to be, you know, the neck bone, the thigh bone, the leg bone. Yes, right. <laughs> Pretty much. The, um, there are many talk, at Athena who want Athena about, to be every bone. So talk about the more disruption program and how, how that works and especially how it connects to what I think is one of the most powerful themes of this generation, which is just sort of network effect. Yeah. Right. So healthcare, you know, Joy's Law, the smartest people in the room or the smart people on a problem will never work for you, not even most of them, because you just, there's just too many smart people becoming smart in too many places all the time. And so how does your business accommodate for all the smart people or as many of the smart people in the world that are smarter than you that aren't going to work for you, that are, don't work for you? Um, this is particularly important in healthcare where we think of healthcare, we actually talk about it with a straight face as a $2 trillion, one tr whatever we, our latest number of trillions. When someone figures out what a trillion is, let me know. It's a meaningless word to me. But it's not. It's thousands and thousands and thousands of kind of couple billion dollar markets all masquerading as one thing, right? 
Uh, and there are some things in common, you know, patient demographics or whatever. But my thought with MDP, more disruption, please, is that there is, what we really need is thousands of companies with no cost of sale, no cost of implementation, that are very results-oriented. Maybe they actually almost morph between a vendor and a provider. They kind of come together that focus on these thousands of industries, that you can actually make a 10x return because you don't have to put very much in and the cost of sale and implementation is so low because there's this backbone to plug into an app store, if you will, that you can start verticals. You can start, you know, radiologists can all Uber their images around so that if I'm a breast guy, I can read lots of breasts, many more breasts than any one mammogram machine could give me or any one hospital's mammogram department could give me in a day really, really well. Today it's a breast, a bone, a brain just to fill my day. Right? That idea is only possible when you get that geography baseline up. Then you need lots of entrepreneurs to try all the different vertical slices. Right now it's all about chronic disease, getting at the 8% of people who are you know, the obvious play, the drinker, smoker, eater, sugar people, um, the Americans. Um, <laughs> but, th but there are going to be many, many more once we, once we perfect the art of you know, rapid deployment, sort of wartime deployment of companies in this yep. space, I think. I love that model. You, were, you missed the, a session earlier this morning, but uh, Susan Denser from Robert Wood Johnson said that uh, interoperability is not a thing. It's an ecosystem, which I thought you would have loved. Yeah. And what I love about that ecosystem metaphor is that there's no, um, there's no central planning there, right? There's no master blueprint ecosystem, it, to me, sort of implies an environment where things grow organically. They live to sort of test against the survival of fittest idea, and I, and I think that's what you're trying to create here. Yes, that's right. We could never, we don't bloom. know enough about cancer. We don't know as yep. much as, you know, flat iron yep. about cancer. We don't know as much about, you know, radiology as, you know, whatever they're called that I'm on the board of that I can't remember the name Radis, in the moment. Radosphere, it was. Candescent, yeah, you know. Right. Th there are people that are doing this, and maybe we buy them. Maybe we're their exit, or maybe, you know, they morph into providers or away from being providers. We want all these things to try at a low cost of entry uh, right. to find the things that are going to pop. Moving to, to a, sort of a more um, set of specific application of Athena technology and postures to some of the discussions of this morning, value-based care mm. and the pivot from fee-for-service. And someone gratifyingly said this morning, David from Cerner, uh, acknowledged, uh, hey, fee-for-service isn't going away anytime soon. That's good news for a company which is fundamentally a revenue cycle company, right? But, but nevertheless, we are going to move into this world of bundled payments and fee-for-value. Describe how that, uh, first from a practical matter, strategically Athena adapts to that world, but then secondly, good, bad, what does that look like? How does it, how does it evolve? Well, I think at a really, really fundamental level, innovation happens best, entrepreneurship happens best, when there are many buyers and many sellers and freedom to move, right? When, the, when, you're, when you're having to deal with 12 remaining payers or whatever, whatever the lumber of payers left that are just have such market share. Three. Yeah, <laughs> when you throw in some blue plan, I don't know. Right. But, you know, the, the, it's like dealing with, you know, someone on, in the organ donation suite. There's no one really there to, I mean, they're technically alive, but there's no one to work with. Um, and even if what? you could, even if you could get a deal, is that the donor or the receiver? Well, in that you know, metaphor? The, I just... 
they just, you meet a great person somewhere buried in the bowels of Aetna's business development incubator, blah, 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 and you think, oh, we got, a, we got a meeting, oh, we got another meeting, oh, we got a memorandum of understanding. You're not going to get anywhere. They can't do anything with you. But yet, a lot of the ideas, the business models require demonstrating a savings and getting a piece of the demonstrated savings. So what I like about the movement of risk or, or global budgets is you'll end up with more buyers. You'll end up with some kook health system in, you know, in, in Massachusetts that's trying to take on the, you know, the big academics because they have lower rates, let's say. And so they're always looking for the thing that'll deflect the hospitalization or that will you know, find and follow the you know, overweight trucker. So, so you have suddenly a new buyer that's small. And you have, if you have that multiplied by all the health systems in the country or all the, you know, the privias, these, these, these kind of risk-focused kind of practice entities, uh, Allidades, you suddenly have many buyers to try your technology on. You find the crazy ones, to quote the Apple ad. They turn out to be right, and you get to pop. If you're waiting for the Supreme Court of Risk to you know, take your case and have a reading and make a decision, you're dead. So that, that's what I like the most about risk. And then, of course, the fact that you can make money keeping people well is, is appealing. Most of the things that we're doing don't really actually totally need, there's plenty of kind of training bra business plans that'll work in a fee-for-service environment and then will we'll carry over. You think about even in fee-for-service, if you're a hospital, you really, you really want to be full, but you want to be full with the sick people because someday when risk comes, you're not going to want all these people that belong in a 23-hour facility filling your building because that'll be a black swan and you're dead. So things that migrate a hospital to a high, rich mixture of sickness in their beds actually help, hosp help hospitals in a pre-risk world. And there are lots of other examples of that where getting a hold of a population, doing your mammograms is profitable because mammograms are profitable. I mean, there's a you know, fee-for-service world. So getting those early business plans right, can, they can work and prosper in that sort of tweener period, I think. And then uh, hopefully it, it migrates and we actually get new entrants, new people with new capital who come in and take a new look at what it is to you know, take care of people. And that, that's what the people in this room, yep. I think, represent. The, fee, the transition to fee-for-value represents actually just more complexity for caregivers. And that's but remember Ray Kurzweil. All this requires more. You know, the government's yep. made, created all these crazy requirements. We got them now. We didn't do them. It's like silt yep. at the bottom of the pond. It's still a deep pond. Right. You know, we, we, we do this. We take on ridiculous absurdity, but then we bake it in. Think yep. about how much reporting the airlines do when you swipe and grab a ticket on the shuttle, oh, this is on the security hot list, and this person's meeting this, and blah, 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 off into the reporting ether. You don't know about it because they figured out how to deal, right? We get better at stuff at a faster pace. In fact, we can sort of commoditize stuff and still have room to increase our appetites with the way we deal with technology as a, as a species, as a society. So it's okay. It's a bummer. It's a waste. You can see that. And you can fixate on all the bureaucratic drag. But there's plenty of room. That, that stuff will be automated out. And there'll be plenty of room, I think, sitting on top for, for real innovation. Relate that. You mentioned hospitals. Uh, and um, a big news item in 2015 for Athena Health was uh, the acquisition of Razor Insights and the, uh, pro, uh, the WebOMR acquisition. Yeah. And Athena's uh, very public foray into the inpatient setting. What, right. How does that relate to let doctors be doctors right. and to 
the challenges of value-based Well, I, I'll tell you, I, I, for this room, I'll call it, for the first time, a, a, a challenge. A, I'm throwing down my glove. Like, why weren't you there? Why is there no cloud-based hospital solution? Why is it us going, a bunch of dorks focused on the doctor trying to create a hospital, a cloud-based hospital? I think one of the great entrepreneurial, I mean, it's easy for us, right? We get the referring, we get the guy who's shooting the, the ball into the pinball machine, so it's easy for us to follow the patient and get all the, all the bumpers, right? So the hospital's a bumper, the imaging center's a bumper, the lab's a bumper, the pharmacies, and we're going to get them all onto the healthcare internet. We don't actually need to serve them all. We'd be more than happy to marry up to networks of labs, marry up to networks of radiologists, pharmacies, or pharmacy backbones, or radiology backbones, or operating room backbones. Think about how much better rheumatology would be if all the rheumatologists were on the XG you know, rheumatology app, and they knew exactly every other rheumatologist's definition of the same kind of swelling in real time in the exam room. Th that idea, we will build a store brand for everything that doesn't have a credible cloud solution, but we don't want to. So there it is, dudes. Go and do the work. Uh, and we'll prop you up. We'll sell you on the first meeting because we, we need that. We can't do, you know, you've got to have an, there's an agency, notwithstanding, you know, companies that are able to sell to everyone. I mean, there's an agency element to these kinds of businessman plans because there's so much iteration. You're free to change the app, you know, every day if you want. We write new code into AthenaNet every night nowadays, right? So you really want to have as your overarching sort of true north an alignment, a selfish, you know, I win when you win alignment with some species in the, in the pond. So if we're trying to be something to everybody, we're not going to do as good a job as somebody whose only job is one particular species. Right? If I, all my job is to crush you know, the rest of the world and lay a path for radiologists or dermatologists or cardiologists, I'm going to be a better, I'm just, my ideas are going to be better, my courage is going to be higher, my, my closeness to the problem is going to be better than somebody who's trying to be everything to everyone, which is what we're finding ourselves having to be, and, and you know, I'm not that into it. I mean, it's great. It's like free market share, but you know what I mean? I do. It's a dead silence. It's a little... No, I'm, 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 I'm just a, I'm, I talk I'm too much and, 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 and I don't say enough. I say too I have, I do, we have, do we have mechanism for questions, or should I... Does anybody... No cloud-based hospital? Oh, Twitter. I have one... There's somebody who has a cloud-based hospital went by Cupid. That's not a cloud-based hospital, Cupid. Come on. It's reporting. You like plug I, got, in. I, have a, so I have a final question. So we're sitting here three years from now uh, for the eighth annual Digital Health Innovation Summit. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the Let Doctors by Doctors campaign has, beyond all expectations, succeeded beyond all hopes and dreams. Um, what, what, does that actually, what does that actually look like? What is... What is, what is Z-Dog sort of re retires from making videos and just treats patients because yeah. he's so incredibly fulfilled. What, is, that, is that really a reality, and what would it look like? I, I think we migrate to a world of brokers and specialists. So you have primary care doctors that sort of become almost the Merrill Lynch FA. You know, they know all the best fund-to-funds. You know, God, this, this dermatologist is the best guy for that kind of psoriasis. He's in, you know... Austin, but his data center, you know, cues him up, and I can get you in for uh, a digital screening of that guy. I've got all the equipment here in my primary care office, or in Walgreens, for that matter. Uh, you know, 
that you have a whole set of brokers, personalized physician can be broker, private practice can be broker, and then there'll be all kinds of almost like Revolution Health, remember Revolution Health, which sure. didn't make it, but yeah. you could imagine them being kind of virtualized primary care brokers. So there's all these guys that are brokers from the retail clinics up through a private practice and different strokes for different folks in that space. Maybe there's some pay out of pocket to, to levelize. And then the specialists become real specialists and they can detail not in their neighborhood through golf outings and med school affiliations, but through real detailing. They almost take on the same challenge as pharma, queuing, driving the kind of stuff that they can crush uh, really well at a great value. So th that, and, and they get problems, and, and medicine becomes, the real delivery of the problem fixed medicine becomes super specialized and super regionalized, maybe even nationalized. Yep. Uh, and then the brokerage, the explaining to people what the, you know, that's a cancer, this is the, what we do about it, you know, these are the best places in the country for that particular flavor, you know, and I either in my platform, you know, the, the, the Merrill, the bankers, the private wealth people all try to get you to buy from the platform, so you could imagine platform uh, primary care docs that have a preferred platform and then specialized guys. That's kind of the world that I'm seeing is that rationalization of uh, you know what used to be a stockbroker going out with a ticket no. giving you no. an idea uh, uh, no. into these funds and then funds of no. funds. I've always viewed Athena from day one as a marketplace where the uh, incentives uh, in the healthcare economy are translated to the doctor to influence their behaviors. And I think I, I, th I still think that's a great metaphor for 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 what it is and what you've accomplished. Well, yeah. thank you very much. We are at risk of ending exactly on time. So with that, I will thank right, you. So and uh, congratulations on the billion dollar run rate and uh, all you're doing. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. Well, again, look forward to hearing back from Steve Krupa next week. Uh, it's going to be a, a great interview, and I'm glad we were able to share this interview with Jonathan Bush with you via the uh, Breaking Health podcast. And if you, again, want to sign up to, to receive these uh, podcasts sent directly to your inbox, as well as our other coverage, uh, including videos and articles, go to healthogy.com backslash subscribe, and you can sign up for uh, our publications in the healthcare space. Thanks so much for listening to this Breaking Health podcast, and we will talk to you again next week. <laughs>